So while we're on vacation, here's another Murphy, Sam, and Jody flashback podcast for you. We'll be back in person on January the 9th. So enjoy some of our favorite moments from the last few months. I embarrassed myself in a couple of airports uh, over the weekend, Mm. and I didn't realize, but this is a cautionary tale for women or anybody who uses a crossbody bag. Do you guys know what? I know Sam probably knows. (laughs) Sam, do you know what a crossbody bag is? Murphy, do you know what it is? Uh, so, I mean, since we have two daughters that wear them, Jody, I'm, I'm thinking it's the ones that just you, the purse is on the left side, but the strap is on the right, kind of. Look at you. Yes. Very good. Bag? Gold star Thank for you. Murph today. In fact, and they're not the only ones. When I travel, I carry crossbody bags. My cute little clear one with the gold uh, chain. And, yeah. anyway. and I know that is done a lot of times for safety reasons. It is. So that nobody can take that from right. you. If you try, you try to take my bag, you're getting me too with that. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> but but this, I embarrassed myself so horribly in two airports coming home the other day. And this oh. is a cautionary tale. Okay. I had a crossbody bag over my body, mm-hmm. but the shirt I was wearing was a button down shirt. You know, Murphy, my tuxedo looking shirt. It's cream colored. It's yeah. like a tuxedo. I love that shirt. Yeah, it's kind of a cool shirt. Comfortable yeah. to travel in, but it buttons yeah. down the front. And I see where this is going. I think I do too, but why? Yeah. Why would a button-down shirt affect that? It's not the button-down. It, it's the crossbody bag was rubbing up against the the the, oh. the buttons, and I'm walking along, and twice could have been more than that. Twice I look down, and my shirt is open, uh, completely and open. That that main button right on top yeah. of right, you know, right there. Yeah. Wide open. I couldn't understand why they put me in first class. Wait, yeah, wait. that's what I was going to ask. Is that, were you trying to muscle your way into the front of the plane or something? Absolutely not. <laughs> anyway, it's a cautionary tale. You're minding your own business. You're you're rolling a luggage bag. you got a crossbody bag thinking you're being safe and efficient. Mm-hmm. You know, like sneaking an extra carry-on on because it's on my body. But yeah. it rubbed against my button and popped my shirt open. Wow. So who who pointed this out to you? Nobody. <laughs> I, <laughs> wait, wait, I could see eyes like but but I could feel it. Yeah. I could feel air. It's breezy in here. It's just embarrassing. This old man keeps looking at me. <laughs> no, it's just embarrassing and it is a cautionary yeah. tale for women everywhere. Okay. If you're going to rock a crossbody bag, which I highly recommend for safety reasons, uh-huh. careful of the button-up shirt. You know, uh, unless you have different intentions, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing cargo pants today, and there's a whole story behind them. And you know what? You Hallelujah! Can, you can wear cargo pants. Not everybody can wear cargo pants and make them look trendy and good. Some Thanks. people wear cargo pants and they look like they're working. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah, kind of oh, industrial. Yeah. Oh no, 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 these are just fashion. Anyway, Isn't that kind of why cargo pants are around because. Yeah, like but working. I'm wearing them for fashion reasons. Not oh, yeah. that I didn't use it. I had pants to, or shorts. They're pants. They're all yeah. the way to the ankle pants. Cargos, lots of pockets. Yeah. Um, I actually had stuff in my pockets though when I got here this morning, so it was good. Yeah. I used. They were functional. Find any money? No. Uh. Anyway, huh, I bought these six months ago. I love them. I hadn't seen them in weeks. I couldn't find them around the house. I mentioned them a week ago, and I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. Yesterday, I decided, I made it my mission in the afternoon to find my cargo pants. Like, how do you lose pants? So I, uh, you know, turned the laundry room upside down, and I turned my closet upside down, and nothing. And so last night, 
Uh, Phoebe walks in talking to me about something, and I'm like, hey, have you seen my cargo pants? You know, the ones that you said you liked when I wore them? And she was like, oh, yeah. She said, I think I've seen, all, I've seen them in Taylor's room. And I was like, what? They're in Taylor's room. Our oldest daughter. And understand, I've been looking for these for weeks, and I've mentioned it. Hmm. So I, wa- I march into Taylor's room because I know if Phoebe said she's seen them in there, they were in there. Yeah. You know, Phoebe's not just going to throw that out. She's not trying to throw her under a bus. Yeah, I haven't seen Taylor wear cargo pants, no. though, so... And so I walk in, and Taylor's in her room, and I start going through hampers and stuff, and she's losing it. What are you doing? Why are you going through my stuff? And I'm frantic because I'm so close. What are you hiding? Well, no, 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 I'm just so close to finding something I've been looking for for yeah. such a long time. And she's so upset that I'm going through her stuff. I said, okay. I started to have crazy eyes. I said, okay, if you don't want me looking through your stuff, you find them. And they were both like, mom, chill out. Like, I had a third eyeball, but for weeks I've been looking, Uh and now I have a clue, you know? So I leave the room. Five minutes later, she knocks on our bedroom door, hands them to me. They were in the hamper. I'm sorry. Uh (laughs) But they both were weirded out, right? Well, they just didn't realize that it had been caught up in the clothes, right? Yeah. Yeah. They didn't realize that that made me crazy. Yeah. And so they, I think they're scared of me. (laughs) You can take us wherever you go. The Murphy, Sam & Jody podcast is a free and easy way to do that. You can catch up on anything you might have missed later today. Jody, I know you like to advocate for rewatching or re-binging series that are wonderful. The ones that are really they're involved. Comf- yeah. Comfort yeah. food. Game oh. of Thrones. Man, uh, oh. Mad Men. You rebinged a couple times. I watched Mad Men, I think, <laughs> three times. You did, yeah. And Game of Thrones going on four and five. Well, I, uh, I had a baby binge. Yes. The last few days. A baby binge? <laughs> yeah, because I just went back and rewatched the first episodes of uh, House of the Dragon. Good. Oh, are all you, right. Are all you right. caught up yet, though? Yeah, Can we yeah, talk about yeah. Sundays? Oh, no, 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 no. Not, this, not Sundays yet. I, I'm, Fine. I've got to get everybody out the way before I get to the we new episode. We have so much to talk about. But you're still a week behind. No, no, you, well, no basically, just three yeah. days. Well, still a week because it was Sunday. Oh, you're right. Yeah, they're only um, releasing them once a week, right? But I figured since there's only there were only five episodes at the time, let's re-binge it now. And it's Was true, it worth it? You pick up so much stuff that you didn't pick up before. Plus, Murphy... <laughs> I added subtitles or closed captioning, whichever oh. it is. I, I, I always, every time it, it pops up, I get it off of the air. Right. I, it's like but, it's a default setting now. Every time, every yeah. channel we go to, it's like you've got to turn them off. Yeah. I'd rather have it, if I want them on, I'll turn them on. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I have, I put them on because it's that, the fancy language that they use, I oh, don't I hear certain things. Yeah, yeah. And, right. that they're, and that a lot of the stuff they're saying is important to the plot. I know. So it's it. like if you miss that so and so is so and so's son or, uh, you know, heir and blah, blah. It's like, right. what? what? And it's that crazy British speak, so you miss it all. So well, I turned them on. Crazy British, British speak either. <laughs> British, you know, British people yep. can understand. No, no, no. Like the old stuff, they can't just say simple stuff back in those times. It's formal it's language. Like, yeah, yeah, super formal. Murphy so, could understand it. So I, I turned formal. it on, and yeah, I'm picking up stuff I didn't know. That's good. The funny thing about it is they use "sir," you know, for mm-hmm. everybody that's "sir," but it's spelled "ser." I know in the closed caption. I'm sorry. Is that like old English? Or? I have no idea. It's old. First of all, I don't think that you need to try to make historical sense of this. This is all from the mind of George R.R. R. Martin. It is called 
historical fantasy. Yeah, you know, I know. I but just I don't didn't know, know if that's the way they were there SERs or SIRs. Zero idea. But it definitely works because you can pick up stuff you missed. You probably know more about it than I do because I cannot stand yeah. subtitles. I may go back and rewatch Fleabag because that was the same oh, way. So fast. All that British under their breath stuff. And well, even, there are so many shows too where sometimes the music's overpowering yeah. and, and it, it's helpful. Okay. Mm. Join us anytime, 877-3104-MSJ. You can call or text. Good morning. Hi. This is Melissa. Hi. OMG. Okay. My kids are in the house. They don't know I'm talking to you guys. We listen to you guys on the way to school every morning. Well, thank you. So this is about the subtitles. I watch everything with subtitles. Yeah. I have to. Okay. I got three kids. (laughs) <laughs> uh, so, just so you can follow I, I miss things all the time yeah yeah and i'm like great thanks now i have to go back right and see what they say okay especially with the handmaid's tale mm. oh right because they talk so quiet right i have to watch it with subtitles okay or else because you you miss things that they say I, you I, know and, it, I, and yeah. it impacts the story Right. My problem so, is my problem is I want to see the faces and the mouths move and I want to see the what they're wearing and the sets. That's all a part of storytelling to me. And if I'm reading the words, I'm not seeing facial expressions and, and such. See, I could do both. Yeah. And my my husband says the same thing. He's like, Why are the subtitles on again? <laughs> 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 He's like, Why did you turn those back on? I was like because it's Wednesday, and I was watching The Handmaid's Tale again. Yeah. Right. So anything? Would you watch Friends with subtitles? Like, is anything? Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, Melissa, for calling and explaining your subtitle thing. Yeah, it, they're, they're a necessary evil. Excellent. You enjoy. Yeah, we appreciate the call. It's funny that she says that. There are times where we can be 20 minutes into a show, mm-hmm, it's like, Jody, and, Jody and I are watching, and I, it's not until that moment I catch, oh, the subtitles are on. So I do look past them, I guess, unless oh, I need them. Well, I, You're lucky. Yeah, but here's the deal. There have been also 20 minutes into a show where it's too quiet or somebody's talking too quickly and it's like, man, I don't want to see the stupid words, but put them up there. Otherwise, you're wasting your time because if you can't follow, you know, you can't follow. We like hearing from you anytime. Keep it coming. 877-310-4MSJ. Remember I was telling you guys earlier that Phoebe, our youngest Murphy, is reading my original copy of Kate Chopin's The Awakening. Mm-hmm. She has to for do class it for, credit. for English. Right, for English class. And I read the same book and made notes in it when I was a senior in high school. I liked the oh, book a so lot. It's sort of like cliff notes for her. Not really. It's just yeah. my gibber. Mm-hmm. But it is it's my actual copy. I can't, it's like the oldest book I've got. I kept it. That novel somehow meant something to me, and I kept it. Yeah, it's you a, don't. You really don't keep things like that. I know, but, but that one meant something yeah, to yeah. me. It's like one of the first ever feminist novels. It's a very old novel about a woman and and her trials and and. Anyway, I was saying that. I hope that by the end of it, I'm gonna have to check on her because the ending was a little rough. Mm-hmm. And you know, we had the same thing happen when Taylor years ago read Of Mice and Men. Every time she was getting closer to the uh, end, I was checking on her. I was walking by her room because I knew she was going to need me to give her a big hug. You guys know about Of Mice and Men and the ending. 
Is that oh, Steinbeck? No. Yes. Mm-hmm. Did you read it, Murphy? No, our teacher gave us a list of titles <laughs> and writers that we should memorize because they're the <laughs> 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 you should always know who wrote those novels. But so he a, can drop it in just wait, like he did. So right. you didn't read it. You she just gave you like we no we, we we'd read books in class what, but there was a list of she said the the novels and the writers that you, know, you should that, know. That you should absolutely you know so memorize this list so that yeah. in conversation if somebody says well you know of mice and men that's where I can go back oh yeah that Steinbeck novel it's now, funny, I know funny. nothing it about it like really she, Murphy what did you think of it right, right, it was great <laughs> well, well now you can throw in that the ending is hard because <laughs> the ending is horribly hard and of mice and men like old yeller hard. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, okay. Anyway, yeah. wait, wait, wait. You're saying to me that you had an English teacher that gave you a cheat sheet so that you could talk literary stuff. I, I think that's one of those life's things. It's just yeah. memorize it. Like, yeah, it's just a list of authors and It's titles. not a list of authors you should read. Yes, it was. Oh, I mean, it's, it's okay. the must-reads, but she said memorize this list because in conversation you would you might need t- it. Was there a test on the list? Or it's just, yeah, there probably just was. Just now there point. was because he got <laughs> yeah. it. John that Steinbeck. I, that I don't remember. <laughs> did read a, did write of mice and men. He did. Anyway, yeah, exactly. long story short, when Taylor read that, I was I was literally creeping outside her door because I knew she was going to cry and need me to talk to her, and I did. So we'll see how the awakening goes mm-hmm. for Phoebes. You know, the awakening written by uh, Kate, <laughs> Chopin. Kate Chopin. Yes. I'm gonna want to talk about something that. Um, has been recession-proof, they say. In the marketplace and things that Americans buy, that's recession-proof. Okay. And that's Legos. Hmm. Ah, you hear this? This is the sound of putting Legos together. Recession-proof, meaning they don't go up They're in still price? Selling. They- no, no, no. That means they cost an arm and a leg to start with, yeah. so what's the difference? <laughs> well, no, but people are st- we're still buying them. Consumers yeah. are still consuming Legos. No matter what's going on, people are still buying them. They made an extra $3.5 billion this year wow. in sales. I think pe- more people are home. Maybe some people discovered them when they were home. Yeah. Okay, and um, there's a a couple of other things at play here, which I think is really brilliant on their part. Not that they needed (laughs) more help in their business. Yeah. Um, They've created smaller, less expensive kits. I guess they started doing that a while back. Yeah, I mean, they have those little one-thing kits where you build a little tiny plane that only has like four pieces with a person sitting And as a consumer, you can see yourself talking yourself into that. Well, it's just Darth Vader. It's not the whole ship, but it's just Darth Vader. Yeah. Right? So you buy it. So their sales are up. Makes sense, I guess. Yeah. And the other thing that has caused them to go up in whatever... It's not just a kid thing. Adults are buying them two to one, kids. Like, adults are wanting to put them together. I mean, that's probably a good stress buster to do, too, you know? And (laughs) what? You guys know I've never done a Lego set. What? Oh, you haven't? Never once in my life. do that. It's it's, Um, it's totally open. You just do wherever your hands go. Murphy, do you think I'm patient enough for a Lego set? Ah, That's a good question. I don't know. I don't see it. I really, our only previous experience was with the Lego Screamers. You remember those? No. The ones you step on at two in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) Sam Murphy has a fun little story to tell you from our vacation when we took our girls and went to the Great Smoky Mountains last week. Sam's going to love it because I made a fool of myself. But anyway, go ahead, Jody. Well, okay, so 
you know, we had done all the things the girls wanted to do, ride roller coasters and go to theaters right. and dinner theaters and go, 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 go. And then the morning that I finally was like, let's go into the national park, my favorite. I couldn't wait. Murphy said. I don't, you know, I realized I didn't bring my hiking sticks. Oh. Now, here's the thing. Years ago, when, so? we, when we went to, <laughs> Exactly! When we went to the Smokies, I found them to be really handy when you start scaling rocks. You know scaling I mean? rocks. You mean stepping over slight... Yeah. <laughs> stepping over slight pebbles. Inclines. <laughs> well, you know, there are... We some... don't really hike as I would like, but... Yeah, but when you walk down, you know, if you're getting closer to the stream, there's some larger rocks, boulders or whatever that you need to... And so it helps to have leverage, you know? Um, and but, when we were backing out of the driveway days before, it's like, maybe I should bring my sticks. I'm like, we're not going to hike. You don't have to go back and get your sticks. Okay. But then I'm like, I, I need one. I don't know. Something was telling me I really should go ahead and get one. So when I went on to- I need to blow some yeah. money on something else. I, I went on to the Walmart site. You know, it was Walmart there in Pigeon Forge, and I found the one I wanted. I was I knew that Jody was frustrated with me, like you know, and rightfully so. Well, but I found which aisle it was on. And I and I told you, and it was nine bucks. I'm like Jody, if this is I, I know exactly where I'm going. Yeah. This will only take ten minutes, and then we'll be on our way to the national park. Yeah, <laughs> we get in that parking lot is slammed. That Walmart is slammed, and me and Taylor and Phoebe are just sitting in the car going. And Taylor even said, "You think because it, it'll take a long time, he's going to like bring snacks and stuff to make up for how long we're going to wait for him." I'm like, maybe. <laughs> I was confident that it was going to go by fast. So I got there. I went straight to the spot on the aisle. It was awesome. And as I'm walking to the little rack that holds it, you yeah. know, um, <laughs> the kid in front of me grabbed, oh! grabbed, grabbed the last one. <laughs> and, and, and I, I thought for a minute. Ow! Ow! Exactly. No. That's when you whip out a ten and say, "Look, dude, I, I, give I, me the thing." I thought about that. I'm like, "Come oh, man, you don't understand. My wife's gonna kill me. Yeah, I'm going to the mountains. I got boulders to get over." But you know, I mean, knowing that this is Pigeon Forge, I guess I should have known. But what are the odds of that? I yeah. mean, if I if I get if I would have been there ten minutes earlier, so. So anyway. we didn't scale any rocks, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Here's what's trending. Jody's Hollywood Outsider. For all the fans, especially the ladies who enjoy Kevin Costner on Yellowstone, I've got I some news. Do solemnly swear to uphold the Constitution of the state of Montana. I've heard that he's doing that voice. For, for Dutton. Oh. It's not that he's just older and sounds that way. He's doing oh, that voice for Dutton. I think it worked for Clint Eastwood and Harrison Ford. He does sound like Clint Eastwood. I just heard it. Okay. Um, and for Isn't the record, he the governor now or something? Yeah. Uh huh. Season five. Yeah. For the record, Kevin Costner is the reason I watch this show. Yes, there is Rip Love and Beth Love and all of the love. But Rip's Kevin. Rip's last name is Love? No, 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 no. I'm just saying love for oh, Rip. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um,. Kevin Costner is the reason I watch this show. I have always been a crazy fan of him, and here he is on a great TV show. Yeah. Well, the word is he's considering a Yellowstone exit. Oh. He is the lead, and he is the one of the executive producers, But um, and it's been popular, and he makes up $1.3 million per episode because of all of his involvement. Mm. But apparently, it's hurting his family life because oh. he is always on the set well, of as the governor you're busy constantly <laughs> right he added another <laughs> another role anyway um apparently his wife is uh pretty unhappy with the lack of kevin in her life currently 
never really known that much about birds as pets. Um, and uh, But we kind of learned the hard way <laughs> when we go to this place called Parrot Mountain in the Smoky Mountains. We go every year. that the, Our girls beg us to go to Parrot yeah. Mountain. Um, it's, it's, just parrots? No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I it's see you've been to the same place. Yeah, they're all it, it's the it's the parrot family. I asked her that. The, it, everything macaws, all of those birds, they're all part of the parrot family. Oh, there was a peacock there too. This well, year. okay, that's not. <laughs> that's why I said no. I didn't know that you I asked thought, that question. The, the, the purpose of it is <laughs> it's a refuge for parrots that can't survive in the wild anymore, right, and they're rehabbed. And you can also buy them as as pets. You can adopt yeah. them. It's like, it's, it's like getting it's like adopting a, a pet. Right. Yeah. When we go into the baby bird room, that's that's the loud, noisy room with all the very young birds. Yeah. And we posted this video. It's a reel on our Facebook and Instagram pages of what happened when this bird. I don't know what kind it was. Got up on my arm and then got up on my head. Oh no. My new hat. She's just climbing on. Oh, she's just eating on the buttons. Okay. Please don't let her poop on my new hat. <laughs> I was. <laughs> I was like the racket in a pet store. It was. It I was, was legit yeah. worried about her pooping on my head. That's but, a basically a bird nursery that we're in. Those are all young birds. Some of them are very little, but I could feel her pulling on that little button. I was wearing mm-hmm. a cap, baseball cap. And she, the bird was pulling on that and trying to eat it. And Which, obviously, a, we didn't want that to happen yeah. either, you know? So I was worried about the poop, and then I was worried about her damaging my new hat. Anyway, she was really a fun bird, and it was so funny. And Taylor and Phoebe got her off my head. No incident, no problem, no poop. And then we were like, hey, Mer-, and they were like, Dad, do you want to hold her? And you, this is the funny part of the story. I had no idea. You want to tell Sam what you told us? Well, yeah, remember, I had, uh, you know, a, a cockatiel long time ago yeah so i've already experienced this anyone put the bird on my shoulder because he will pick at the moles on me ah. they do that i mean it's they think it's food and i'm not trying to be gross but i mean i don't want to make a scene in the bird nursery I had you know no what I mean? idea yeah i know now it would be cheaper than the 25 dollars <laughs> per mole i have to pay my doctor to remove them but just you know. go to parrot mountain anyway who knew i learned something from you that day about birds They'll just pick at anything that looks like... Oh, boy, do they. <laughs> I didn't want them swallowing that. Ooh. There's somebody that, that's been on my mind um, for the last 24 hours or so, and I just want to tell a little story based on it. I'm going to call her Angie. Okay, so... Oh, we're, this is somebody we're protecting? Well, okay, let Does me just... Does the name start with an A? Anyway, listen. Listen, guys. Do I know her? No. Mm. <laughs> You're about to, though. What's Angie's okay. last name? Okay, listen to me. <laughs> You've always heard that you never know. Everybody's going through something, so just always be kind. We've always heard that. Everybody's going through something that you can't see, so always be kind. And so the reason I want to bring this story in is this, this, this happened. So I went for a little personal service the other day, okay? Um, and my normal girl wasn't there. Mm-hmm. I arrived, and they're like, oh, Trisha's not here right now, but this is Angie. Would you like Angie? And it's a personal service. It's a girl thing. Okay. Yeah. You know what it was, Murphy. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> so they're like How about Angie? Not her real name. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, and my first thought was I'm so comfortable with Trisha. I almost was like, you know, but I didn't want to do that. And I wanted to get my service done or whatever. So I'm like, of course it's fine with me. You know? If I Angie go, does it. <laughs> yeah. I go into the back and 
get ready and all this. And here she comes. And we start to talk. It's the personal thing and, and starting to get to know each other and yeah. who are you and who are you and tell me a little bit about your life. And once she started telling me about her life and some things she had been through recently, I felt for her. And then she admitted, she said, yeah, I have issues with acceptance because of all this I've been through and I have issues with this, that and the other thing. And she said, because she said, if you would have said that you didn't want me to be the one to help you today, she said that would have bothered me. I get that. And that floored me. Yeah. It floored me. I was like, oh, my gosh. And I'm thinking, thank goodness I didn't mm-hmm. hesitate. I've never thought of that. When you're going to get your nails done or something like that, if you have to you, you work with somebody different, I always assume that they're, you know, they're about business and they're like, they understand. And next. But, but that's, that's her personal headspace where she is. Yeah. yeah. Right. I, I thought it was beautiful that she was honest about that because I really learned a lesson that day. Sure. And you couldn't have known that. I mean, even no. if you just if if you just said no, business is business, but it's really good. I know. You, you know, Took a lo- little chance on Angie. Yeah, you've got great empathy. And, and how did your lady business turn out? Personal business turned out great. Sam, for all yes. these years, we've told you, Murphy and I have told you about Phoebe, our youngest being, and I know you've met Phoebe a few times, but over the years, um, about her being an old soul. Right. Yeah. She is that to the max. Wise beyond her years. I just feel like I've known her before. Even when she was little, it's like, I I know you, right? You're my grandmother in a two-year-old's body. And she continues to show that in many ways, not just her soul, Mm -hmm. you know, but I think she's also, you know, Murphy's a natural leader. Yeah. Walk into a room, Murphy's going to find a way to lead, no matter what. Like with an army colonel, he would still find a way. Try. Um Phoebe's that too, and she's she. I don't know if she realizes it, but it's mainly with us as parents, though. Mm-hmm. For instance, it's the way she answers us on things, especially on text when we oh. ask questions or whatever. So it's like, if I haven't seen her, she's out with her friends, and it's a school night. If she's hanging out and they're getting hamburgers or something, I'll just text. You know, I think that you should be home by nine, okay? Yeah. And she'll send back. Sounds like a plan, or she'll send back. That'll work. As if it's her idea. <laughs> Sounds like the magic eight balls picking those answers. <laughs> I know. I'm thinking this is little Murphy. Yeah. Um, the other day I was running some errands for everybody in the house before going to yoga. And I, I realized that she needed some stuff to make her lunches for school. And I, so I went to that grocery store and picked up some chicken salad that we like so yeah. much. Mm-hmm. And so I texted her. Hey, I'm going to grab some of this chicken salad for you to help with lunches this week. And she sent back, that would be really helpful. See, that? that no! It almost sounds like a predictive text it's response. Not her. Like no. those Gmail responses. Oh, you think she's automatically responding from her phone no. like that? It's <laughs> her because she'll do it with a little emoji. And it's yeah. just her. My favorite one is Murphy's most unfavorite one. Well, which what's the That's thing? on the weekends. If we say, oh. hey, tonight you should be home at, n- at midnight, and she'll say, how about twelve thirty? Yeah, sure. yeah, this is a negotiation oh, yeah. each time. Uh huh. It, <laughs> I admire that. You know, there's a certain amount of there's a certain amount of stuff you don't want it to squash in them. Yeah. Right, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Guts. I mean, she's not fighting about it. She's just saying, "Hey, what she's about?" She's offering suggestions. Yeah. She's a little bit of a negotiator. There are definitely some things I think you know, at, at that age that you want to encourage, so that they so that they are set up for leadership later in life. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll share a couple of those coming up. 
when you have children, you learn quickly that, yes, you can teach them all of your ways and they're going to be influenced by you growing up in your home and your life. But they're born with a certain percentage that is who they are. It's their personality. You learn that quickly. Yeah. As a parent, you do. And it's, it's a really difficult balancing act, too, to nurture the things that really are part of their personality, sure. but then make sure that they, you know, especially when they're young, that you're... Things you have to teach. Right, exactly. Uh, if you're dealing with a natural-born leader, which we feel like we really are, both of our girls, actually, they, they are. how yeah. do you ma- help them bring that out into the world? Mm-hmm. Murphy to the rescue. Well, the earliest one is, that happens very early in their life is teaching them to respect others. And I know that sounds really basic, but, you know, if you're... So if you're a leader, people have to respect you to follow you, mm-hmm. and they're only going to respect you if you respect them. So That's deep you know, and I mean, true, I, though. But it is true, and that's foundational, because once they can get around pretty much the rest of their life, if they, if they just m- learned and mastered respecting others, mm-hmm. then, you know. Because it would but, come back. Right. And then the other thing, too, which is so easy as a parent, when you're, when they're so, when, when your kids are young, you're in corrective mode because you're trying to teach but you, you know, it's easy to forget that as they start to age in the teen years, that you also need to make sure there's positive reinforcement for the things that they've done well. Oh yeah. Because if you're always the correcting parent, but there's no positive support, then you know it's it, too overbearing. You're missing a, a confidence building opportunity. Honestly, you know, positive yeah. reinforcement is just as important as negative reinforcement. That's and, that's so true in leadership too. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, well, you know that's what? You're Murphy right about that in the with the, Well, here's what you're doing right. Yeah. Right? But, Doesn't he say a, yes? Murphy but, trick. And, yeah. and, I, and I guess, you know, one for me, for, for both of our girls, and now I think they do a great job of it. I was always worried that in the Google generation, they might not you know, be as quick to try to problem solve yeah. because we can all Google anything we want. Not that that's not problem solving, but, you know, realizing that there actually is a solution, that you're not waiting to be acted upon, that you, you know, you take the lead. And so you don't stop. You don't, yeah, right, exactly. So don't give up just because you don't get the right answer or you don't succeed the first time. Remember oh, that yeah. you've, you've got to keep going. Yeah. And so far, it seems to be, you know, that's the case. Let me give you an example, you know. Taylor runs out of paper towels at her apartment. Yeah. She knows it's time to come back to our house and get (laughs) another badge. The eight pack. (laughs) I went to a funeral yesterday for my ex, one of my ex mother in laws. Yes. Jack's grandma. Okay. Uh, And uh, of course, when I got there, Jack's like, you got to come up front and pay your respects. And I was like, you know, that's the one thing I don't like at funerals. I know you don't. But I went up there and, you know, did okay. my thing. Wait, so this was an open casket funeral? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, even if it's not open casket, you still usually go up front and oh, pay yeah. your respects. Oh, yeah. Even and, even if it's an urn, you still go up right, and you pay respects. Right, speak to the family. Yes. And I did go up to my you know ex-father-in-law, and I said, hi, I'm Sam. And he laughed, so <laughs> uh-huh. it was like, good, he needed that, because he looked in bad shape. Yeah. I mean, it's his wife for, sure. I don't know how many years they were married. Sure. Uh, and I got a shout out to the preacher here, because I know we've all been to those... Um, those funeral services where the preacher, you can you know the preacher doesn't know the person that they're talking about. Yeah. yeah. We've always said, like, and, like, make sure it's somebody who knew the person well, speaking. this but. guy didn't. But he referenced it in a way that, you know, in following up about her, I talked to her husband, I talked to her daughters, mm. and then he went to relate some of the funny stories and stuff that he was told. Nice. So instead of claiming... Our sister, blah, blah, blah. Right. right. It's like, oh, and then they told me this. And then, you know, she used to like doing that. And Great. Her husband is like, you know, that's the way to do it. Yes. And one of the things they touched on was uh, her cooking, uh, mm. my ex-mother-in-law's cooking, and how her husband liked her uh, round steak gravy and rice, <clears throat> and he loved her chili. And 
unfortunately, no, you know, now that she's gone, nobody knows how to make her chili. And here I am sitting over there in the pew going, I got the recipe for that chili. Oh, wow, Sam. Of course you do. <laughs> because at some point back in the day when I was married to Jack's mom, yeah. we were talking about eating chili. And she's like, well, my mom makes great chili. I'll call her and get the recipe. Yeah. And she did. And I wrote it down. And that's the chili we all always used to make. Oh, oh that's awesome. So I'm glad you didn't lose that in the divorce. <laughs> wait, wait. This is. I'm glad you kept that in the divorce. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I didn't jump up when they said it and go, oh, 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 me, 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 me. me, me. me. Uh, questions later, please. Uh, but I did tell, uh, you know, my your ex. ex after the fact. I said, by the way, I got the recipe. You you know, it's your mom's recipe. You gave it to me. <gasps> oh, that's so great. I guess I'll be fixing that maybe and bringing it over as or a meal. giving them the recipe. Giving that whoa, family whoa, whoa, back whoa, whoa, the recipe. Whoa. Slow down here. I huh? think so. Yeah. It's his now. Yeah, it's my <laughs> recipe now. I was standing in my closet last night and um, for what reason? Looking at what to wear. Oh, okay. Which, by the way, you cleaned it out recently. Mm-hmm. Man, it's it is sweet, organized. Jody asked me to go pull a jacket out of there for the other day uh, for, for her the other day, and she said, "Walk in, look to the left, look down, bottom row, right, exactly, bottom row, and you'll see my little fuzzy jacket." Okay, and I went in there, and sure enough, that Bing. everything is sorted. All the jackets in one place, all the dresses in one place, all the tops and in sorted one place. by color. Oh, is it sorted by color you also? You didn't notice that? No, I didn't. I just, I was amazed at how, I mean, it's precise. That's the yes. only way to organize is by color. There's a purse section mm-hmm. too. Wow. Yeah, I will have to. I have a lot of bags. Yeah. Um, okay, so I was standing in my closet last night and I actually had gone into my closet because I'm traveling next week without you guys and I have- What? Um, <laughs> you know this. And I, <laughs> I'm packing light because I'm only going to be gone for like a day. Yeah. Um, for a professional event, but I've now been invited to go to a cocktail party the night before. Hmm. So I went into the dress section of my closet. And I thought, okay, the dress <laughs> section. You got a mall in there. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not like that. It's not like that. But I have a typical American walk-in closet. Yeah. But I do have a section where my cocktail dresses are, and I only have like three or four that I, you know, three or four that I really like. And I was trying to decide which one to wear, and then I realized, wait. I always pack a backup outfit. And I know that being married to Murphy, I've had to say when we're, tr- it's so funny when we're packing for yeah. somewhere, he'll say, here's what I need. And he'll, he'll verbalize it this day and this day and this day. So this is all I need. And I'm like, you need a backup oh, outfit too. Yeah. I yeah. always pack I always a backup bring outfit. extra underwear and right. extra outfit. I knew that my girlfriend, Sammy over here would do yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I knew you were a backup outfit. Kind I started of, kind of doing person. that now. Yeah. What I do is I just add an extra day in my head and then I make sure I've got an extra, you know, you have to yeah. bring, it's because what, let's just say in the hotel room in the morning when you're making the little cake up or something. And if you get a splotch on mm-hmm. and you, that's all you've got, you have to have a backup. So anyway, I picked up a backup cocktail outfit and business outfit. Okay, good. Boom. Yeah, didn't you spill something when we traveled recently? When me, <gasps> yes. you, and Sam traveled oh, on that yeah. work trip? In that air, well, in the airport, I got you and I shared some fries, and I got grease on my shirt. Yeah. I just covered myself the rest of that flight, though. Those are good fries. They were. Maybe, maybe even worth it. Here's what's trending. Jody's Hollywood Outsider. For all the fans... Especially the ladies who enjoy Kevin Costner on Yellowstone. I've got some news. Do solemnly swear 
to uphold the Constitution of the state of Montana. I've heard that he's doing that voice for for Dutton. It's not that he's just older and sounds that way. He's doing that voice for Dutton. I think it worked for Clint Eastwood and Harrison Ford. He does sound like Clint Eastwood. I just heard it. Okay. um, And for the the governor now or something? Yeah. Uh huh. Season five. For the record. Kevin Costner is the reason I watch this show. Yes, there is Rip Love and Beth Love and all of the love. But Kevin Rip's last name is Love? No, 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 no. I'm just saying love for oh, Rip. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kevin Costner is the reason I watch this show. I have always been a crazy fan of him, and here he is on a great TV show. Yeah. Well, the word is he's considering a Yellowstone exit. Oh. He is the lead and he is the one of the executive producers, but um, and it's been popular and he makes up 1.3 million per episode because of all of his involvement. Mm. But apparently it's hurting his family life because oh. he is always on the set. Well, of as the Yellowstone. governor, you're busy constantly. <laughs> right, he added another <laughs> another role. Anyway, um apparently his wife is uh pretty unhappy with the lack of Kevin in her life currently.